Gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Sabrina Hahn, welcome back to Afternoons. Well, welcome back to the studio, Tets. It's been a while since we've chatted. It has been a while. Okay, should we get into some questions? We, um, well, I, I suppose I should. Yeah, well, why not? That's what well, I'm paid to do. Yeah, and you can text your question in too, which Joan Willogy has done, Sabrina. She says, hi, Sabrina. When adding a bag of coffee grounds from a cafe to compost, what is the ratio of other ingredients that should go into that compost? Okay, so Joe, for one bag of coffee grounds, you need four bags of dry stuff like newspaper, hay, straw, that sort of thing, because the coffee grounds are basically nitrogen, so you've got to balance it with with the carbon. Um, So coffee grounds is considered wet, so you want four parts dry, one part wet. Right. So go and buy yourself a bag of hay and every time you put a bag of coffee grounds in, put the equivalent size four bags of hay. Mm. All right. Uh, Sabrina's just up the road in Wagga. Uh, Sabrina, this person <laughs> asks the question, uh, we are wondering if Chinese tallows are susceptible to borers. Uh, sadly, two deciduous trees in our apartment complex need to be removed and the area quarantined for six months before new planting. We want medium, fast-growing mm. deciduous trees that don't have disrupted roots, says Anne. Okay. Well, unfortunately, Chinese tallows have been targeted by the polyphagous shot hole borer. Mm. Um, And the other thing about Chinese tallows, they're really struggling in some suburbs, in some soil. Uh, They're not coping with a changing climate very well. Now, if Anne would like to go to my Facebook page, I have made a list of deciduous trees that haven't as yet been hit by the PSHB borer. Mm. It's quite an extensive list and that'll give her a bit to, to look at, you know, to make a decision on what she wants to use. If borers have been in the area, I would be very careful about which tree you're putting in to replace it. Mm. So go to the Hawk with Heart Facebook page. You'll find a list of deciduous trees that as yet aren't hosts for the PSHB. Mm. I was really upset, Sabrina, when I heard about the Morton Bay figs in Kings Park. Oh, I know. And it led it's me to tragic, worry. Isn't it? Yeah, it led me to worry about other trees in Kings Park. And what about the mm. Avenue of Honour there, those huge gums? Are they susceptible they to haven't shot found hole? them. They haven't found the um, polyphagus in, the, in those gum trees mm. to date. Um, they certainly are attacking um, some of the marries, uh, some carimbias, you know, the red flowering gum. They haven't gone for the big lemon-scented gums yet, Mm. But um, unfortunately, those beautiful old figs in Kings Park, they became a host plant, which mm. meant that the that the the beetles were 
They're actually a weevil, I found out. They're just a short-snouted right. weevil. I thought they were a beetle, but right. they're actually a weevil. Mm. Um, but they're using certain trees as their host, means meaning that's where they do all their breeding. And when they do the tunnelling, they bring a fungus with them, and it's a fungus that kills the tree because the baby beetle larvae, that's what they like to eat. Mm. So, And we're the only state in Australia that has the polyphagus at the moment. So DPIRD are doing everything they can to try and eradicate it and stop it from spreading. Mm. Oh, dear. We cross our fingers and hope for the best, uh, Sabby. Now, mm, Chris is in South Lake. He's on the phone. Chris, uh, you've got a problem with locusts. I do. They are munching their way through my front and my backyard. They, they love my Paraguay nightshades my hibiscus, any sort of palms mm. I've got, they just, they are literally just decimating my garden. And they're, they're big. They are, they're seriously big. They're almost from the, where my wrist up to the middle of my point of, up to the top of my pointer finger. They're big. Oh, you've got the northern ones that you can actually put a saddle on and ride all the way back to Broome. That's the ones. Um, and they have, and they have hundreds <laughs> of little tiny babies in, in the crest yeah. of the palms. And they, I actually, without my glasses on, I thought, Oh, look at that. All my rose leaves are moving. It's like filigree. When I had a look, there was hundreds of little tiny green baby locusts. Wow. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Locusts and, and grasshoppers are, are really difficult to control. When they're, when they're, um, they're juveniles, that's the best time to hit them. So you can try and uh, spray them with a neem oil-based spray. There are stronger sprays for grasshoppers and um, the, the, the smaller versions of them, locusts, but it's pretty lethal stuff. So uh, mm. it dep- I can't give you a product name. If you go to a place that sells pesticides and insecticides, yeah. they will have that product, but they, they certainly don't like neem oil. Um, so you, so I would give that, that a go first. N-double-E-M. N-double-E-M. Yep. Good on you, Chris. Thanks so much for calling in. Good luck on keeping those locusts under control. Uh, Jane in Kalamunda. Uh, hi, Jane. Oh, hi. How are you? Hi. Good. Now, you've sent some photos through, but I don't think I Sabrina have. can I've... see them, though. This is the only oh. problem. She's no, over I can. In... Oh, you can? can? Oh, there you go. No, I can. I can see a oh, picture of what looks like a mortally dead plant yeah it's supposed to be a granny smith's apple tree and the top oh. part of the plant is like that but the bottom part's green you know it's got leaves green leaves and that so oh. i'm not sure if i can save it and i don't know what happened to it um wow. my other apple tree is fine and the other photo the third one's an almond tree i've got the uh, leaves are all yellowing and crispy on the edges and i just wondered what was wrong with that tree mm. Well, now, how long has the apple tree been in the ground for? About three years now. That's really odd that it's, I mean, the top is dead. Yes. But you've still got I life know. at and the it, bottom. And it just, it was after last week's beautiful weather, it just turned. And, um, yeah, and there's still life at the bottom. Now, you'll have to make sure that the life at the bottom is actually above the graft. Because okay. if it's not... Um, it's dead. 
Yes, okay. well, it's not worth keeping. No. Uh, now, not, f- yeah, it's okay. Is it in a pot? The apple tree or the almond? The apple's in the, the ground, apple. the almond's in a pot. The almond's in a pot. The almond doesn't look too bad. I reckon the almond the almond will come good. It's just got sunburnt. But your apple, oh, I'm very okay. worried about. So there might yes. be something in the root system, Jane. You might have mm-hmm. um, nematodes or something that's preventing it from drawing up water and nutrients. Right. But um, I would, I don't like your chances of resurrection no. there. Yeah, it's been a struggle with that one from the beginning. It's always been getting something. And my other tree, which is Jonathan, has been doing all right. And it's still okay. It's flourishing. Uh, Yeah, I reckon it's the root system. There's something wrong with the root system. Honestly, I would ditch it and go and get yourself another tree. Another one. And the almond tree, I just try and help keep it. The almond tree, just make sure you keep the water up. It will. Almond trees are so tough, Jane. It will recover. Yep. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> That's good news because I'm watching That's... all my leaves go yellow everywhere. Oh. <laughs> well, you've got one out of two that's going to make yes. it through. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, thanks for your help. Thanks, Jane. <laughs> thanks, Jane and Calamanda. Great to hear from you. Claire's been on the text line. Sab, can I compost foliage which has had the effects of pests or virus, etc., also including zucchini leaves with mildew? No, I wouldn't put in, definitely I wouldn't put in mildew and absolutely not, nothing with a virus. Mm. You can put leaves in, but if you put disease leaves in, especially fungal diseases, you're asking for trouble because those fungal spores will love being in a compost. Mm. They'll go, oh, how nice is it here? It's so, humid. They'll say, this is our kind damp. of weather. I feel like I'm in a resort. (laughs) All right. There you go, Claire. Uh, Good luck with that. Uh, Philip in Lansdale is on the phone. Hello, Philip. Hi, Sabrina. G'day, Philip. Hi. Um, We've got a native hibiscus and... Mm -hmm. In the front garden. And I've been told that there's a way of stopping it growing um, by putting something around the base of it. (laughs) To retard its growth, is that? Ah, uh, okay. There is there is a chemical that um, the growers and orchardists can get. Um, yeah. And as far as I know, you do you need a um, you need a license. Um, I would be very cautious. It's it it it's based on a hormone. Um, and I don't know if you would be able to get it. Okay. Um, do you, you want to just prevent it from growing as large or? Yes. Yeah. Just to restrict um, its size without yeah, constantly having to trim it back. Trim it back. I don't know if it's going to work on the hibiscus actually. Okay. Um, is there anybody I could contact? Um, their their root know. system is enormous. So okay. the the restrictors that they use on on um, on orchards and things like that it's because the root system's much more controlled, it's smaller, and also it's you know they're pruned um, every single year. Uh, look, your best bet would probably be to. Um, go to an agricultural supplier that supplies 
fertiliser and um, chemicals for, for agriculture and you might have some luck there. But I, I, I reckon that, that hibiscus tiliaceous, I, I'd be very surprised if it works on it. Mm. All right, Philip, but good it's luck. Worth, it's worth a try. On the subject of root systems, Anthony has texted in to say their rear neighbour, Sabrina, has cottonwood mm-hmm. trees along the fence line. How can we stop their roots making their way into our veggie garden? They've dug in a root barrier to a depth of 70 centimetres and lined each bed with cardboard and builder's plastic. Anything else they can do, they still seem to be getting in. Now, that's what the chappy that the last phone call tets, mm. that's what he's trying to... Mm. That's what he's mm, trying to mm, calm the farm down on. Mm. Again, um, oh, that's such a pest of a plant. They're so overused and they're so invasive and they're a mongrel thing. They shouldn't be sold. That's mm. my stand on it. Mm. Um, so the only thing that you can do is to go to agricultural supplies and see if you can get the growth suppressant that they use on the root system. The only other thing, and that, that, you know, it doesn't matter what barrier you put down, they will actually get through the barrier. Mm. So that the cottonwood bush is a nightmare. Um, the only other thing you could do is to poison the roots on your side of the, of the property. Mm. So you could cut into the root system and then... Paint it with blackberry tree killer and kerosene mixed together and that will definitely stop that root from growing, but they'll just send out more roots. Mm. Mm. All right, that's the problem. Okay, uh, Sabrina, on the text line, I think you've got another photograph in front of you. Yes, this I've person, got a fiddle leaf fig. Mm, Melinda says this fiddle leaf fig has lost a lot of leaves in the middle. What can she do to improve growth in the middle? Okay, so... Um, so like many fiddle leaf figs, it's gone sort of long and lanky. So what Melinda needs to do is to prune. And I know it's going to sound really scary, but she's going to have to cut 50% off it. Right. So, that is scary. Now, but the good thing is, Tets, mm. like those bits you cut off, you shove them in a pot and um, they'll just... Off they'll go. And off you go again, and you've got fiddle yep. leaf figs for all the neighbours. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. We have finally, Sabrina, finally given away, I think, the last of our uh, frangipanis. Oh, we had, well we had pot, pots all over the joint with them in there. I think we finally just... got rid of the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Some people think you can never have too many, Ted. Well, you see, we, we cut a ginormous... Um, branch off a tree from a house down in Scarborough or somewhere and it was this branch was tree sized and when it came down it you know dropped about a dozen uh, branches as it smashed into the ground and so we picked everything up and we've got the tree in our front yard we had these other little bits and pieces that my wife didn't want to waste. Well, and good on her too because, yes. you know, the neighbours will be – I think it's great when people leave their cuttings out because yeah. it's share and share alike. It's mm. a lovely thing, Tets. Indeed. Now, another person has texted in a photo to you, Sabrina, asking for yes. advice on a weed in Buffalo Lawn yep. and how to get rid it of is, it. Tell us what this is. Okay. 
well, oxalis, which is notoriously difficult to get rid of. But if if you use um, if you use a really high nitrogenous fertilizer, so one for lawn that's really high. Oh, it's from Ro. Hello, Ro. Um, okay, oh, from Rod. I thought it was Ro. <laughs> uh, then the D came. Um, so they, because they're nitrogen fixers, um, they they can't, they don't like a lot of nitrogen. So get some fertilizer that's very high in nitrogen and water the lawn first then sprinkle that on ammonium nitrate and um it'll burn it mm. all right. and feed the lawn all at the same time mm. time for one quick question uh, sabrina one last quick question this person lives on a big block in ashfield their neighbor's got two huge morton bay figs would they be affecting um, their chances of growing fruit like figs, passion fruit, avocados in the next yard? Most definitely, because Morton Bay figs have enormous root systems mm. um, and they cast a lot of shade as well. So, yes, good luck with that. And if you build up a nice, sweet, juicy bed full of lovely soil, it'll hook into that. Good. Sabrina, thanks so much for chatting. Always good. We won't see you next week, but we'll see you in a fortnight. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.